Welcome to Shoot the Messengers with Chuck and Red. Straight talk with no filters. Where no topic is too sensitive. If you like your shots with no chasers, this is the podcast for you. Was the money good? Was the bitches bad? Was they fucking good? Did your hood show you love? Did the hoes say you fly? If your friends say you loyal, throw your worldies in the sky for the trellis. For the trellis. And we're back. We're back. Back like we never motherfucking Shoot. left. We ain't never leave. Don't call it a comeback. Shoot. We've been doing this shit for years. No, well, happy, happy. We're super excited to be with you guys for season three. Yes. Season three, that's a little bit wild. That's crazy. Who would ever thought? It's like you. You watch you? No, I don't watch oh, you. Don't. You gotta watch you. I only see those memes where they're like... <laughs> Hilarious. There you are. You didn't know. Combing your hair. <laughs> The hair that you didn't really, really see. You the hair that really isn't yours. <laughs> but I know. But I know. I appreciate you. I appreciate your journey. It's like so crazy. Yeah, yeah, Th- those absolutely. are super funny. There you are. I didn't. I didn't understand it. Like people were talking about him, and I was like, I said, "Why are people writing like this?" Because that's how he talks when he's talking <laughs> to himself. It's crazy. And then I saw it, and I was like. He was like peeking at this girl through like a crack in the mirror while she was reading a book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Yeah, he's, he's nuts. So a couple of things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about um, you. How we are normalizing like white man's madness. Mm, unpack that. Unpack that. I was like, not ready. You weren't ready? I wasn't ready. Oh. Go ahead. No, I think that it's crazy that like. Like, this white man who's, like, fucking murdering people. Like, we're just, like, completely normalizing that shit. Oh, shit. I thought you were talking about you. Like, you was talking about me, you. You still talking about the show? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? I thought we, I thought you had, like, left that. You was like, you, you kind of, like, act like you was about to switch the topic. And then you said, Let's, I want to talk about you. I thought you were talking about Chuck. <laughs> I'm like, white man. No. Oh. It's like, me? No. Um, Yeah, I think this is like, we got to do a better, like, I don't want to say like a better job, but like, come on. Like, that's that's just not cool. Mm -hmm. Speaking of another thing that we haven't, that we, I'm so glad, oh my God, there's so many things I want to talk about. So yeah. The next thing I want to talk about is motherfucking Tyler Perry. So this is a little bit old. Ooh. A little bit old, but not actually. No, it's not old. Remember the writers? The, did the, you see the thing where he was talking about the hustle? Like, get your hustle on, and like, I wrote all these scripts. Yeah, I know he's been talking about like he always write. He writes his own shit. Trash. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if that's a compliment or what. I mean, so I know that he was saying like, oh, he thought it was a way of being like, oh, like I created this hustle or, and grind no. and all that. But everybody else, I loved it. Everybody was like, no, nigga, it was really. We already knew that you brought your own shit because it's all trash. Right. And I mean, it's... Yeah. No, it's it's one thing to be a boss. But what they say about managers, if you're... Oh, what they say about if you're in the wrong... If you're the smartest person in the room, you're, you're in, in the, the wrong, wrong room. room. And I don't think he's really grasped that. Like, yeah. let people do what they do. If writers... You can still produce. You can still direct. You can still have your vision. But you're not a good writer. And that's okay. So this is the thing. The counter side to that is like... You know, which his thing, he was like, you know, when people are watching, I'm like, yeah, people are watching. I hear that. But I mean, like, what's the alternative? Like, what other 
black things are there. Shit, I watch Water Bull. That don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean nothing. Like, I mean, which is which is yeah, true. It's true. I mean, I think the thing is though, like, people it doesn't make it good. Right, people will give it a try. I yeah. mean, and they they do it for multiple reasons to be entertained and also to critique. Yes. Like, all right, is this going to be the same shit we always see? And most of it, yeah. when it comes to him, is people are watching his yeah. shit to critique. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, dude, get you some mm-hmm. fucking writers. All your shit is the same. Yep. You need some writers. So I did I did hear somebody make an argument. They re, I guess they retweeted or screenshot somebody's tweet about how all the things he's done with his platform. Yes. And um, it's cool. Yeah, you know, I, think I, I give him kudos for that. The thing about this, these are two different things. Right. You have a platform, you're using it positively. We appreciate that. We're not discussing how you use your platform. We're saying, nigga, get you some fucking right. writers for these trash-ass shows. And you heard about the, the wig when he said, like, how he can't wait for a good wig to come, so he just keeps it going? No, what? Yeah, he basically he was saying, like, niggas, I don't got enough time for that. Like, he, cause he kept stressing that the shit took five days to take, record, or whatever, film. It looked like it. And I guess... He, one reason I don't know why was he rushing? Like, was Netflix like, "Yo, right, you gotta get this shit out," and nobody was sitting up here, motherfucking. When that Chris gonna fall? Hold, right, <laughs> holding their breath with bated breath for the motherfucking um thing. Yeah, that still, shit dropped and niggas was bored and was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I still haven't seen that. Hope. I still haven't seen. It. I'm not gonna see it. So, uh, yeah, I heard it was. Yeah, I heard it wasn't good at all. It's like, dude. Yeah. Come on. And he had legendary actresses. Like he yeah, has, he have a good people. He had strong actresses that could have carried the material yeah. if the material was better. Yeah. It's, it's only it's only so much an actor can do. Right. Actress can it's do, like, honestly. I didn't write this bullshit. Yeah. So no, I totally get it. Um yeah, people was going in. Though. Yes. And I, I think that it's a I think again. What he was trying, right? It's so it's um, intent versus impact. Okay. His intent was to say like hustle, you know, work hard, mm-hmm. like. But the reality is, what ended up happening is he. The impact of it was like no, like you didn't show us your hustle. You showed us the fact that really, like you're selfish. That there is a there are a ton of black writers out there right. you that you have on. prevented yeah. from entering into that yeah. space. Um, and so, yeah, Tyler Perry, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. But I mean, he's always been problematic, like in the best ways. Mm. Um, the best and worst ways. Another thing. Let's talk about, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Were you going to say Oprah? No, I wasn't going to talk about Oprah because I do, I'm glad you mentioned her, but I also want to talk about Tyler Perry produces a lot of stuff, but I do have a problem with how a lot, it seems like majority of the things that he writes, Mm -hmm. How he presents black people. Black people and particularly black women. I would say both black women and black men. It's it's a consistency between the roles of black men. A lot of, yes. The dynamics, he always, he, yes. Come on, come on. Because it seems like the men are, yeah, he makes them successful, but they're abusive. Abusive, hella abusive. They're, they're infidelity. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I mean, even like, I, I really like, like, um, why did I get married? I liked it, but mm-hmm. it was just like, you, he had to have that one token guy who was a complete jerk, mm-hmm. who like completely just like, 
just shits on his mm-hmm. wife. And what's her name? The singer. Singer, help me out. Jill Scott. Jill Scott's character. And it's just yes. like, he made her so feeble at, in the beginning. It's just like, uh, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I agree. And the w- women are either like super docile mm-hmm. or ratchet, or super ratchet, or like just completely crazy. broken. Or yeah, crazy. Yes. Right. it's like damn. Because um, like I just want to know who the fuck is he around? Right. That's, who the fuck is he around? And if you had people in the writers' room, if you had some black women mm-hmm. in the writers' room instead of yourself, where you're not a black woman right. though he thinks he is one. But you're not a black woman. Mm. So if you have black women in there, mm. they could give you voice right. to say, like, this is actually right. my experience. Yes. Right, exactly. Like, this is my experience as a black as a black woman. Mm. Who's gonna write a better, who's gonna be the better person to write about a black woman than a black woman? Yeah. And how they react to things and yeah, it, it's uh yeah. Yeah. So but, I wanna yes, yeah, so Oprah. So I let me tell you something. I love Oprah. And I love the comment that she made about, you know, she was getting a lot of pressure about doing... Um, the thing on the white guy. The, no, the Russell Simmons. Right. So she... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So she was getting a lot of pressure about why you're doing the Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. But not doing it on uh, the nigga that just... Well, didn't he kill himself? Yes. Yeah. So Oprah made a statement that I cracked up. She was like, I'm going to be very clear. Russell Simmons did not, like, intimidate... Or get me to drop get me to drop out. Like I've been through way too much for Russell Simmons to be the reason. Mm-hmm. What I found is there were inconsistencies in the story, and when they presented the final product, I was like, "There's inconsistencies that need to be addressed." And if you're unable to do that, then I'm not going to be able to support right. it. it. Had nothing to do with him. I love the fact that Upper was like, "If y'all motherfuckers think Russell Simmons, is this oppression from Russell Simmons scared me? Like you're fucking crazy." Mm, I didn't hear about that though. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. yeah she addressed it. She oh. addressed it. Uh, but that took me out. I was like, once you get to a certain level, I'm like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, I think, but the, I was, well, I, I really didn't care, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people were also upset that she was putting so much energy into doing that, but not enough energy or no energy in. The uh, other cases that were going on that's very similar to what's going on with Russell Simmons. Right, but this is the other thing. Upper Winfrey didn't put no energy into it. She was the executive producer. It well, her no, name is on it, though. Yeah, I mean, that's no energy. Executive producer is, means that you have the money, this is the platform. Right, so why she didn't use that money in that platform for... I can't think of that name, that name for nothing. Einstein? Yeah. Is it Einstein? Einstein. Einstein. I'm a, I don't know Einstein. that nigga. Not they, Einstein. Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. Weinstein. Look. Thank you. Thank you, Weinstein, Pro- Einstein, Thank you, executive producer. Shekinstein. Listen, let me tell you this. At some, at some point, right. So, like, think of um, when they see us. Mm-hmm. She executive produced that. She didn't put no energy Eugene into it. it. Right. Right? It was mm-hmm. like Ava DuVernay did, and her team did right. the work, but I executive produced it. So... Yeah, I can't think of that. I just thought that it was funny. It was to me, it was like such a boss move mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, and like just so we're clear, like I'm over. right. I, I need you guys not to forget that. Like Russell fucking Simmons, I don't care what the fuck he right. tweeted. Like no mm-hmm. nigga, like I did it for this reason. Um, that I'm was lucky the tweeters that have all these holes filled in the story because I would've been dropping that hole. Right. Which again, I think the thing that I respect about Russell Simmons is. Russell Simmons was very clear. He's like, you know what? 
These were consensual relationships, mm-hmm. which is like a whole nother issue. And I don't want to get like too deep into it, but get into it. It's difficult, right? Like get into it. You because you want to believe people. You want to want to believe that people have had these experiences and are telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it is some people out there that are just about like making a dollar yeah. any by any means necessary. So okay, let's talk about this, okay? Because I was on another page uh-huh. on, on Facebook, and they were talking about. And I, I hit you up about the whole Kobe thing. Ooh, and yes, okay. they were bring, the person was bringing up talking about how it's really funny, mm-hmm. and I'm using funny very very loosely that people are so distraught over a rapist. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, wow. First of all, but the thing is though. Uh-huh. That person has also been sexually assaulted, sexually assaulted yeah. too. So they carry that bad taste. It hits different. Right. And I even said, I even tell her this. I was like, you know, being somebody who, you know. Is a survivor. <laughs> oh, you're talking about me. Huh? Unless you're talking about me. No, I'm talking about uh, her. her. Yeah. No, I also her as somebody she, who. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to talk. We are not laughing at at the survivor. Because that's what it comes across to like. Oh, my bad. No, I was just saying because you just said it. And I, I, he was like. Because I was talking, and you were like, he's coming across as a survivor. I'm like, do we talk about that? <laughs> I didn't know I disclosed that. That's- <laughs> <laughs> because men can't... Men no, can't no, be- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so I just want to say, like, we are not laughing at sexual absolutely not. survivors. Absolutely. Thank you for clearing that up. No. Thank you. Yeah, thank no, you. No, thank you. No, but um, what I was trying to get at was that um, I was trying to, like, I, I, I didn't really understand that her background and where she was coming from. And so she said, and she said something like, anybody on this page who says they've been assaulted, I I believe them kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, I understand that coming from where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. from somebody who is a male mm-hmm. who who's worked with a lot of younger men. Mm-hmm. And I've seen firsthand of women who have had buyer's remorse. They did something. Mm-hmm. Completely aware of they done after mm-hmm. they did it, they regret doing it mm-hmm. for whatever reason, right. and they go and they've gone all the way to like judicial affairs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then it comes up. No, it didn't happen like I said it originally happened. Mm-hmm. So now, I'm not going to sit here and say that every person who says they've been assaulted right. is lying about it, but I'm also not going to say that everybody who says they've been assaulted has been assaulted. Correct. Yeah, and I think that it comes back to the the notion like there's no such thing as absolute. So there's nothing, there's nothing that's like everything or always or everyone. Um, But I'm glad you brought up Kobe. First of all, just like moment of silence. Super crazy. Perfect. Um, The other thing is that conversation got brought up and I'm going to come back to that. Mm -hmm. But it also, the other thing is, it's like, yo, tomorrow is just not promised. Absolutely not. Who would think that we would be talking about Kobe Bryant in the past tense this, right. this 41 years old? 41, like right, right now. Yeah. There's no way. No way. Healthy as an ox. I mean, you just, you never heard of anything of him being ill or anything like that. So, for it to be something that was. Short time to yeah, go, it's short crazy. Time to go. And that's why I say, like, you, you, you only die once, you live every day. Every day. I was never a huge Kobe fan. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I'm not even going to stunt like, you know, I wasn't oh, devastated. Not. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't de- devastated, but I saw the impact that he had no, on absolutely. other people. I was not a huge Kobe fan at all. He wasn't any of my favorite basketball mm-hmm. players. Um, I actually didn't like him. 
Um, people talked about how great he was. And, you know, we could have this argument a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, the statistics, people are like, oh, I'm clutch like Kobe. He wasn't clutch at all. Um, the statistics prove there was there's tons of people that are that were more than clutch to him. His field goal percentage is, like, low. And it's, it's not slander. Like, this it's is just fact. Slander, it's just and fact. this is what I said about Kobe when Kobe was alive. So... Like, it is what it is. Um, he's had long longevity also. Yeah. If you think about... Well, he started at 17. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, absolutely. Like, so like, 20 years. He was in the league it, it, for 20, 20 years. Yeah, 20 seasons. Yeah, so... So... Um, it's, it's, it's really sad, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about, like, in the... Bl- literally in the blink of an eye. Literally. Literally. So... As it, we talk about this... It can all be so different. So, also different. And the fact that, like, Lil Gigi... Was there? Mm-hmm. I guess the question though is, um, what is the question? Mm, mm-hmm. How? What was your take on how it seemed like a lot of people were like after? I guess after the initial shock, mm-hmm. like oh shit, this is not a hoax or anything like, like that. Oh Could you imagine though, like if you were the family of the other victims? Oh, I talked about that too. I talked about that too. I feel like. Obviously, that like Kobe Bryant is like notable, but I listened to the Today Show when the guy of the assistant coach, mm-hmm. the coach, um, I listened to her, and um, she indicated, and I mean, he indicated that um, that you know he wanted people to know, like that his how awesome his wife mm-hmm. was and those things. And I think that it's kind of lost. Absolutely, um, yeah. Not kind of. It is. It, like, it would have been lost. I mean, let's... Kobe let's, Bryant is on the plane. Uh, is on the helicopter. Right. And so... If Kobe wasn't on the plane, or on the helicopter, excuse me, it would have been, been another, It just would have been another crash. It would have been a forest fire. Honestly, just out of California forest fire. You don't hear about it until, oh, LeBron, mm-hmm. LeBron James got to uh, vacate his house kind mm-hmm. of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Or some celebrity... It's talking about their house got burnt down. Any other time, it's just another Californian. Absolutely. It, I mean, it home. wouldn't have even made... It wouldn't have. It definitely would have made national news. It would have been like helicopter yeah. crash in Calabasas. Yeah. Um, but I do think about... I do think about those, you know, prayers up to Vanessa mm-hmm. um, and the Bryant family. But let me tell you what I actually thought about. I actually thought about... Kobe Bryant was the only child... And Kobe Bryant didn't have any boys. It's like literally the end of uh, his, his lineage. lineage. Ah, I didn't think about that. That's immediately what I thought of. I, I was like, Kobe that. is the only kid who does not have any boys. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is how quickly like your bloodline ends. Only child. He's the only child. Mm. So his dad doesn't have like right. other kids. Maybe his daughters would have and they just keep the maiden name or something. Yeah, but that wouldn't be. It's still not the same. Like that, I get that would it. be yeah. their wife, right. their yeah. hut, the yeah. the no, husband of the thing. Like, I get you. I get you. Yes, I get you. And that's what I thought about. I didn't even think about. So that. my yeah. best friend yeah. growing up, I, mean, I, I didn't reached, know enough about. I reached out to him because he was the biggest Kobe fan I've ever seen. I, mean, I feel like people like trying to measure dick sizes with the Kobe thing. Though, like, like how I'm, big a, I'm a, a bigger Kobe fan than somebody else, kind of thing. It was just. I, I don't know, but I know that for sure. My best friend growing up, Jonathan Austin, like I reached out to him. I was like, dude, 
I know you were devastated. It was some, yeah, it was some devastated people. Like, I know that you're devastated. Um, and I'm just sending you, you know, good juju and love and light like your way. And he was like, I knew it was. Like, he was like legit. He he hit me back and he was like, bro, like, I feel like I like lost a close family member. Right, right, right. He was, yeah, people were connected to him. Mm-hmm. You know, people who never met him, but just they just he just touched them. I don't know what I mean, he was. People, yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah, understand like, his yeah. impact, yeah. right? Like, Basketball is like global, and like he was like such a, a star. So, um, so with that, a lot of people were talking about him being a new NBA logo. No, I, I don't think so. But absolutely not. I think this: if you weren't talking about it before he passed away, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily right. Honestly, I think it's just. I say that all the time. What was like? We were having a conversation about. About um, people also bringing up like the whole Colorado incident in his death. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I was yeah, yeah. like, yes, that was, that was de- like that's definitely a part of his legacy. It is what it is. That was a decision that he made. So he had to live with those. He, he had to live, live with it, that yeah. while he was alive, and that's going to continue to be part of his legacy, like in his death. Right. Um, my commentary was just like, if you weren't really talking about that, though, still. Two, yeah, two, three days ago, then like now it mm-hmm. seems like a little weird. That like, I think it's saltiness though. I think people were, were salt. The people, mm-hmm. the person who made the comment, I think they were salty over the fact that so many people still admire him despite what happened in Colorado. Let me tell you something. Michael Jackson was molesting children, and people loved him. Yes. So everybody knew that R. Kelly was right. sleeping with underage so, people. Okay, so and people see. still step, step, so, side to side, celebrate front to back. And let me see you do the love slide. People still doing that. So my okay, so why why isn't it that that people are happy people and right now they're not telling nobody because <laughs> they shame. But at the at the family union this summer. Happy people's coming on, and people gonna do the ghetto electric slide. You're a fool. It's the truth. No, it is the truth. But my thing is, uh, why is it like, okay, if Michael Jackson did similar, R. Kelly did it, but it seemed like a lot of anger is at R. Kelly. And I know we're kind of like diverting based on. A lot of anger is at R. Kelly? Yeah, it's, maybe it's, I, I mean, think about like a lot of, um, a lot of music. Apple, uh, Apple Tunes. What the fuck uh-huh. is that? Apple Tunes. <laughs> Apple, Apple, Apple I, see, that's what fucked that girl, uh, that lady up on, on the Kobe store. But anyway. Um, what happened? No, but uh, like how they like remove. They didn't rem- necessarily remove R. Kelly's music, but they removed it from playlists. So mm. you literally have to go search for R. Kelly in order for his music to pop up. Yeah. But they didn't use that same energy with Michael. Michael. And I'm not saying that was bad energy. Mm-hmm. Like. But why was it so different though? Like, I mean, it's actually kind of weird though because I always thought so that like, is how- like literally the greatest entertainer ever. I mean, it is Michael. Yeah, and so I think that because he's the greatest entertainer ever, that there's liberties that have been associated with that. Um, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. Michael Jackson was absolutely inappropriate with children. I don't care 
what excuse people make like Joe beat him and he didn't have a childhood. I don't give a fuck. They, I, mean, I don't care how weird he was. Use that. They need to use that same. I mean, they should and use that same energy with R. Kelly. R. Kelly. R. Kelly clearly was abused. Right. I mean, so I mean, if you want to use that, I'm just no, saying. that's what I'm saying. I'm right there yeah. with you. I'm like, I don't get that. That is that is no. not excusable, bro. No, I agree. People have allowed certain things to be allowable. Mm. The fact that T.T. growing up in Chicago is like, yeah, like R. Kelly would like be at the McDonald's after school or be in the parking lot at high schools when we were let out. Like, that's crazy to me. But I will also say this. It was, the, it was grown niggas that was in The it. reason yeah. that R. Kelly got to be who he, um, who he was and that even though we knew about it, it's because it was bl- little black girls. Mm. If it was little white girls, it would have been a completely different story. Mm. Would it have gone so far or would it have been nipped in the butt earlier? It would have been nipped in the butt way the fuck earlier. Gotcha. And okay. I'm going to say this, and this is, um, what, 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 what's the little, the little tag that people get? Um, unpopular opinion. This is unpopular mm-hmm. opinion. Nobody brings up, rest in peace, Aaliyah. Nobody brings up Aaliyah's parents. Aaliyah's parents absolutely knew what the fuck was going mm. on. And in that documentary, everybody's like, you know, whoop, whoop, whoop. And like, no, I hold they ass accountable. Mm-hmm. You was okay with what the fuck was going on because she became famous. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. You was get, yeah, your palms are exactly. getting mm. don't, don't nobody ever talk about that. Nobody ever talk about here, that. But we're not here for all of that. What we here for then? We ain't here for that. What we are here for... What else did I want to talk about? So we talked about that. We talked we about, talked about Kobe. Kobe. We talked. Let's talk about. Let's talk about uh, Naker. Bitch who? The chick, the white news, uh, CNN news analyst, who allegedly uh-huh. mixed up nigger n- Knicks and Lakers, and said what? She said she said Naker. People are saying she said nigger. <laughs> She said what? She said niggers? Niggers. And, and what? She said niggers, like nicks and Lakers. Niggers. She said niggers. Right, but everybody said that it was a strong double G in that hoax. <laughs> okay, so what was she commentating? She, me, so, so this is the thing she told me. So, okay, apparently, right before that segment, they were talking about the New York Knicks. And then they transverse to transition into the Kobe story. So she was going through saying, how, you know, how everyone's so, um, how much admiration and stuff like that. Like everything she was saying was very endearing to Kobe and, and his fans. And so as she was closing out, they were talking about the uh, LA Lakers. Uh-huh. But instead of saying Lakers, she either said niggers or she said nakers. <laughs> And so everybody was like up in an uproar because this white lady with bleach blonde hair said niggers on the uh on the air. Because she said niggers. And this is my thing. The chick could have clearly said niggers. She probably did. How okay, so this is the thing. How did she come out of the moment? That's the that's my point though. I don't think it was malicious. You don't say, oh. Mike was just a great person. Red is just a great person. He's so endearing. He, you know, everybody just loves him. And all the time, I, I remember you, he used to wear this jacket, and this jacket always had the uh, flag on it. And I accidentally left the L off. Why would I say all these great things and then say fact? Why would I do that? Uh-huh. It just it just said on the air 
at that. So, I'm a white woman, and uh, I say niggers on CNN. Uh-huh. I mean, I, whether or not she says it, oh, I believe the host says it behind closed doors. <laughs> okay? There's no question about that. Let's, let's be clear. <laughs> let's be clear. Let's be but crystal clear. I don't think that when she said it, mm-hmm. it was meant to be malicious. Let's put it that way. Just like we talked about like saying bitch. Like, it's not malicious. Yeah, You can make the argument, hey, mm-hmm. as a man, I don't care what your sexual orientation is, mm-hmm. you shouldn't say it. Yeah. You know, but I'm just very clear. Like, I say bitch, so you don't be around me. We know. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I, 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 I said I, bitch. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I feel kind of in a way when black people say cracker, honestly. Like, it just, I just don't like it. When but, they say cracker? Yeah. Like, and I don't talk about rich cracker, but like. You're talking about when, like, when you like fucking cracker. Fucking cracker. Wait, you don't like it when black people? I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Why? Oh my god, this is interesting. Why? I don't like when black. I don't like when white people say nigger, and I don't like when black people say cracker. It's just tell me why. Like why cracker? Is, why does cracker move you to like not? I mean, like it doesn't it? move me. Move me. I it's just, just not liking it. Not that oh, you're sitting up in oh, the yeah, fucking bed, no, no, shaking, I'm just like sleep over rocking it. in the fucking but I just, egg position, nigga. I just think that. Um, tell me. It's kind of like just. Like take the high road. Like I mean, it's it's nothing becoming of it. It's fucking crackers. It's nothing endearing about it. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's not supposed to be. I know, and I, <laughs> I know, but you I'm just said it's nothing endearing. You it's not. Right. No, I'm just saying, like, goddamn, how, no, like how people say, oh, it's how you say, like, say nigger. I don't think nigger is endearing at all. Like you can take the er from a a nigger. Yeah, that's different. But it's just like there's nothing. Wait, so you don't? About, oh, so you don't no, like, I don't say I don't like nigger either. You don't say nigger? I don't. I say nigger, but I don't say nigger. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, we don't. And say I'm just nigger. saying, like, I mean, I don't. And I also don't think that people, like, if in per, if a person says nigger, I don't necessarily think like they hate all black people. Because mm. I don't think if a white if a black person says call somebody a cracker, I don't think he just dislikes all white people. So why would I not use that same energy? So I so oh I lo- I love this I love it's, this. It's meant to hurt. It's well, meant I to. I say cracker. I really am talking about whiteness. I'm and not I, talking about specific white people. I'm talking about whiteness. So is that not the same difference if a, if a white person says nigger? They're not necessarily talking about every black person. They're talking about blackness, whatever that means. No, because I can tell you what whiteness means. You can what does tell it mean? What, blackness means. what does it mean? Whiteness is about the um, systemic racist racism and the rhetoric and the power that they use to subjugate people. That is whiteness. Mm-hmm. Tell me what blackness is. Crickets. Exactly. Exactly. So when I say cracker and right. I'm referring to whiteness mm-hmm. and the power that whiteness has used to subjugate people mm-hmm. and to um, marginalize groups, that's what I'm talking about. If somebody says nigger and then they try to say like, oh, I'm, I'm talking about blackness. Well, talk to me about blackness. What, what, are you speaking to about blackness? I mean, maybe they're talking about ignorance. I mean, I got nothing else for you. Yeah, but there's nothing ignorant about black people. And which leads me right to the next thing that I want to talk about. This nigga right I here. I want to talk about oh, that motherfucking God. Google. That motherfucking Google um, Google commercial. Have you seen it for black history? No. Nah. I heard it was good, though. Right? Somebody that Google good. commercial so motherfucking bomb. Like, legit, it is the best commercial ever. Like, I'm showing it. Is that showing what Beyonce was on it? 
Black History Month Google commercial. So it's, it's literally called, it says, these are the moments in American history that captivate us all. Look at this. The most searched performance. Who is that? Beyonce. The most searched guitar solo. Who is that? Prince. Most searched EGOT winner. Most searched female poet. Most searched dunk. Most searched tennis player. Most searched ballerina. Most searched gymnast. Most searched athlete. All these people that they show, it just reminds you like how fucking excellent we are. So when you talk about blackness, this is what you're talking about. Mmm. You're talking about excellence. Huh. Can I get an amen? That was perfect. Let me cut this motherfucker off. That's perfect. Like, okay, all right. It, I'm, yeah, yeah. I love that commercial so much because it reminds me in a world that does not often remind or mm-hmm. celebrate blackness for its excellence. That like black folks consistently always have been, despite whiteness, mm. make ways out of no ways. We was that we was not supposed to be this dope, and it reminds me of that saying: "They tried to bury us, but they didn't realize we were seeds." Mm. That's the thing. They tried to kill us. They. Tried I think to- they knew we was dope, and they tried to make us forget that we were. Mm. Come on now, come come on, brother. Think about it. Come on. Slavery. Oh. Clearly, we're strong. Clearly, clearly resistant. Mm. Resistant and resilient. Exactly. Hmm. They knew this. Huh. So then what they do? They use psychological warfare. Mm. They turn not. they turned you against your own. Hmm. Cause they know they couldn't beat you by you by themselves. Mm. With their weak asses. See, and that's why I say cracker. See, now you're finna make me have to use the word cracker. Because now you're talking about whiteness again. And the subjugation of black people. Fucking crackers. See? Let me go back to looking at this motherfucking a celebration of black excellence. History maker. Ooh. So where were we? So yeah, so anyway, so she, she clearly says it. Well, everyone oh, says she yeah. says it. I don't think her intentions were malicious. Uh-huh. That's it. Not to say that it was right or wrong. That's to say. This is an example I gave somebody. I was like, Halloween came up and a person was a witch. Uh-huh. I accidentally said, oh, are you being a bitch for Halloween? I mean, I'm sorry. A witch for Halloween. I apologize. Uh-huh. My intentions were not malicious. Ooh, come on. I'm going to come back to what I just said. And this is a word. It's a word. Intent versus impact. Right. You may not have intended, but you have a responsibility to be more conscious about the words that come out of your mouth. You do. You do. You do. You do. You do. do. But at the same time. You do. You do. Absolutely. Like. I fumble all the time on this hoe. You do fumble. And so, I mean, if I fumble, do you like, oh, you know what? I can't do this shit with Chuck no more. No, no. But we have a platform where we're able to do that. If you work, unfortunately, if you work for ESPN or whatever, or whatever major broadcasting right. network that you work for, you need to figure out. She fucked up. I get that. She fucked up. So the thing is, though, is like you said, is I think I'm all about intent. That's what I'm about. Yeah, mm. she fucked up. Okay, I get it. Intent versus impact. Because well, I, I wasn't impacted, first of all. So I mean, the, the road to hell was paper good intentions. There's a lot of people that who intended to do when they was doing um 
there's a lot of things where people intended or had good intentions, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out. So you is in intention can't be the only thing. Not all the time. Yeah, not all the time. I don't know. I didn't hear the girl say what she said. I mean, she she immediately corrected herself. Uh, again, I'm not. She corrected herself. Did she apologize? She she apologized after that. Yes, absolutely. Like the next day or something. I'm assuming oh, everybody. Won't, everybody. Won't. I mean, because the thing is, though, she thought she said one. She said she said one thing. So okay. now it's more like, oh, I I heard one thing. Uh-huh. You said another thing. You can clearly tell, in my opinion, uh-huh. where she married two uh, two words together. In my Knicks opinion, Knicks and Lakers. Knicks and Lakers. Niggers. Knickers. Yeah. She said Nakers or whatever, but I think. So that's different. Nakers is mm-hmm. different than Knickers. Right. I think she should just stick with. I, I, I said Knickers first of all, but. Because Nakers mm-hmm. and Knickers is two different things. I, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I didn't lose sleep over it. That's what I'm talking Got about. Got to be more careful. I didn't lose sleep over it. I didn't lose sleep either. People were like, people were outright, and I'm just like, you know what? I got a lot of other shit dealing with to get outright over somebody on that shit. You say own it if you that big to say on motherfucking national television right after Kobe passed away. You gonna call the nigga a nigga? (laughs) Like yes, that like what same person would do that? You think about that a lot, right? But that is how whiteness has been allowed to operate. No, if that was the case, she wouldn't apologize. I don't think. Well, I she, say it, I say it, and then I apologize. But yeah, you ain't never apologize for saying bitch. And I won't. You and you won't. So, so, but you own that shit. Don Imus, remember what he remember? I him? don't know these people. You be saying. Remember, he was the radio host. Who called the Rutgers? Remember the girl just happened like a, a while ago. He had called the Rutgers players. He was going in on the Rutgers players, the radio host. Uh huh. And he was, you know what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yes. He yes, didn't yes, apologize yes. at first, and then when everybody's like, "No, absolutely not. That's inappropriate." Guess what he did? He apologized because everybody knows what is politically correct mm-hmm. and what is allowable mm-hmm. are two different things. Right. So, but I think like there is nobody in media there's no white person in my opinion that does not know that they shouldn't say that word unless you're like a toddler and your father's saying it you 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 know that you're not supposed to say that word and so for somebody to know what the ramifications are clearly she cares about her career mm-hmm. and it's not like oh you know what I teeter on like the, the line of inappropriateness mm-hmm. but I'm not that bold to like say certain things knowing what I shouldn't say. I hear you. I hear you. All I'm saying is she knew what she was saying. And even if she accidentally said that shit was subconscious. Yeah, I, 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 no question about that. No, no question about that. So, yes. Oh my God. Like I said, the host said it before. Yo, she said it before. She said, she said, behind, she said, on, yeah. She says it regularly. Mm hmm. Because shit that I don't say regularly, it don't come out. It don't come out, yeah. No matter what combination, no matter what combination of words I put together, if I don't say super casual, fragilistic, espialidocious, it's not going to actually It's not actually popping out. It's just not. Also, um, something else I want to talk about. Y'all ain't shit for that, um, that fantasy football challenge. It was so funny. I was exhausted when I went to go, when I went to meet y'all. But that shit was so funny. And he had the... I want you to explain it. 
But the fact that he had the doll fucking in a whole outfit. And his wife dressed the joint, too. That's the funny thing. <laughs> Shout out to Terrell. Good, good sportsman. So he's actually the commissioner. So for guy, people who don't know, uh, every year we do fantasy football. And so we put up money for it. But the loser of the at the end of the the at the end of the whole season, so even playoffs and stuff like that, you have to do a certain challenge or a certain penalty or whatever. So two years ago, we had to eat a balut. I don't know if you know what the hell a balut is, right? A balut is a, a fertilized duck egg. So yeah, so three years ago, we had to do that. Um, Two years ago, you did the mesh. Yeah, two years ago, I had to wear the mesh at uh, Ozio's. And so this year, he lost. And he had to go on a date with a blow-up doll. And the date had to be an hour long. He had to order a meal, a drink, and have a conversation with her. Take a picture with her and and give her a kiss at the end of the night. And feed her. And feed her. That shit was dumb. I was dying laughing. Yeah, he took it like a G, though. He did. He did. I was very proud. Very proud. Uh, I'm glad they let him in. I was a little yeah. I was like, damn, they're not going to let We him figured in. that was the only place I was going to let him in. But I wanted to be a little... Like, what made me upset was that we were all, like, around him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make it seem like he was there literally by himself and he was loony. Like, <laughs> not, oh, this is actually a challenge. And that's... You can kind of take away from it. You know, it made it funny. But at the same time, like, oh... Everybody was, was there. To, everybody was there to see him. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody was there to um, see him. I love it. See, and that's why you need that kind of fun energy, good positive energy in your, your circle. Uh, in your circle, it makes it makes it such a big difference. It really does. Living nice, happy, healthy lives. So, with all that be said, none of the stuff that we talked about, we was actually like what we're talking about today. It's honestly. not anything. So, that. let's get to what we're talking about today. Guys. So, what we're talking about today is today's episode. We are focused on um, poverty eradication plans. Sound like a motherfucking thesis, dog. What happened? Nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. Go ahead. A poverty eradication plan. Yes. So today's episode is we're talking about poverty eradication plans. Actually, might kind of tie into what we were talking about, about how not everybody who says things happen actually happen, and that they had all terms of motives for saying why something happened. I don't know what the fuck you just said, my G. That was my thesis. See, that's why I love it. I love it. We said that not all the time where a person Mm -hmm. accuses somebody of something Mm -hmm. happening to them, Uh that that didn't always happen. But the reason why they said it happened Mm -hmm. was for other motives, whether it's to get money. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Clout. Clout. Things of that nature. Okay. And so... And now, okay, that makes a little... And now it kind of ties into what you just said, but... Okay, yeah. A little bit. Poverty eradication plan. So, poverty eradication plan is what we're going to talk about. And really, it's about women... Or men. Or men. But really, this is more about women. Um, Women or men, but... I just got to say that. I just got to say that. Because women are getting their feelings a little bit. Yeah, I like that. I appreciate that. This is about women... Finding a husband to provide a lifestyle that they cannot provide for themselves. Mm. So let's hop into it. Let's hop into it. So this came from a a retweet. And the retweet says, I find it very abusive to put pressure on men 
to provide us with the life we cannot provide for ourselves as women. As much as women are not rehabilitation centers for badly raised men, men are not poverty eradication plans for lazy women. So I thought that this was a great, our executive producer found this and sent it over to us. And so we thought this was a great um, topic to have. So what you think? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I can't argue with anything the person said, honestly, because mm-hmm. um, I think it's, I think it's legit. I, I mean, what can you say? I mean, because it happens. It happens all the time. And I'll also throw in, your kids aren't a plan to get out of poverty either, though. Mm. I would say that, too. I also, I agree. I'm glad you brought up the kids. I think kids are not um, to get out of poverty. And also, kids should not be use as means to be vindictive to get back at like an ex or something like that either. Like allow that person to be a father. The good father or the bad father that he's going to be. Like, and I also don't think that it's appropriate for people to talk about their the mother or father of their kids to their to the children. Kids, no. If the man is a shitty dad, you don't have to say that. Right. The kid out. will see that it's, he's a shitty okay. dad. Or because he's a shitty, he's a shitty husband, shitty boyfriend. Doesn't necessarily make him mean that he'll be a, a, a shitty dad, a right. shitty dad. Because yeah. a lot of it is just because it didn't work with you, don't mean that it all mm-hmm. be a bad dad. So okay, okay. So I, I want to like go away from that tweet, but even though they kind of uh, tie in together, though. So mm-hmm. um, I, I talk about this all, often. Every time we talk about um, like abortion and people like saying, "Hey, I don't want to be a father." Mm-hmm. And a person still elects to stay pregnant. I hate to say it like that. I, I get it. A just a disclaimer: woman's mm-hmm. body, woman's rights. I'm all for it, kind of thing. I'm all for it. Just want to say that because I'm supposed to say it. But um, I feel like people like they set themselves up for being disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like if a person. Sits here and they okay. I'm, I'm, I'm rewind a little bit. I'm rewind a little bit. So, so having a conversation with a group of people, both male and female, and the 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 question that came up or the scenario that came up was okay. These two people, male and female, were dating each other and stuff, and the guy made it very clear that he didn't want to be a dad, mm-hmm. and so they had already had a discussion. She was on birth control. She decided that she was going to come off birth control and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. They continue having sex unprotected under the understanding that she was on birth control. Mm-hmm. Last time we talked, you were on birth control. She gets pregnant. Mm. And he's like, I don't want to be a dad. I don't want to be with you. I, don't, I can't trust you clearly. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have anything to do with the child. So... We're kind of diverting from what we were originally talking about, but it kind of ties in together when people, one, they use kids to try to keep relationships intact, but they also try to use it for that meal ticket a lot of times. And so, because my thing is, if you're capable of taking care of the child, but I feel like they kind of use the, oh, I'm going to put you on child support Mm -hmm. if you don't do what I want you to do. So, uh, you see it often, though. 
You absolutely see it more times than I would like to admit, honestly. But everybody always wants to frown on the guy because now he's a deadbeat. Yeah, I'm a deadbeat because I made it very clear. I thought, and then from the conversation, it was just like, everybody was like, well, if he said he didn't want to have no kids, he should have always strapped up. Right. But then the thing is, though, this is my thing. What if politicians are doing this? If you don't want to have a child, you should strap up. Or you should make sure he's strapped up. Or you should make sure that you are on birth control. What happened if they hit you with the same thing, that same type of logic, and said no more abortion unless you were raped or you at risk? Now, now, now it's a, oh, it's my body now. Mm-hmm. But it's like men don't have that. They don't have that that argument. They can't say it's my body because they're not pregnant. But they can say it's my money, it's my future, it's my time, it's my seed. Just because I have sex with you, don't mean I want you to have my kid. Right. I mean, it, as fucked up as it is, mm-hmm. but let's go back to eradication. Eradication. Right. Yeah, first of all, I just think that that is very, um, like, such a highbrow way of um, saying, you know, to take a bitch out the ghetto. And I love it. Poverty eradication plans. Mm. I love that. But is it, I mean, do you think, I think it's kind of, like, across races. I think yes. it's across races. Yes. I think I think that just dating in general, generally people date and marry in their same social social strata, uh, stratification, yeah. right? Yeah. I think what social media has done is we see people that may you see like a person like a black China mm. who has kind of Tricked her way. Finesse. I was going to say finesse. Uh-huh. Tricked her mm-hmm. way. You know, there's nothing wrong with tricking. Absolutely not. I, I was, finesse was just the first word that came from my mind. Do you say finesse? I say trick. Tricked her way. Potato, potato. Potato, <laughs> potato. Tricked her way to um, a no, different, yeah. right, a different social stratification than she would have, you know, been. Um, I think that what's really interesting is men have always been been that and I'm not saying poverty eradication but men men have always been the thing that has moved somebody into a different social yeah social right I mean that's why I mean mean, almost every if you think about almost every culture the man has always had to offer something yes What's it called? Dowry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Indian. Yeah. African. Yeah. I, I don't. I, Asian. I, I mean, it's just. I mean. I don't think. I don't. I don't. It's universal. I love. I love the language. It's really funny. But the reality is that's the society that we live in. Yeah. That when when women are taught and are, are to to date. Mm-hmm. To date up, what do they call it? What they what they call it? Um, classes. Uh, you, I think you said no. Classes. Yeah. Like you know, they teach um they teach white girls to go to school not for a career but to find a husband. Mm. Mm. What, what's the little class when you had to like walk around with a book on your head and shit? Etiquette, Etiquette class. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, like you know, shit. You know, we you 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 going to college and that's cute and education mm-hmm. is cute now, but really you need to find a husband, right? And so I I think that I think that this 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 is very new age, right. like this idea that a man isn't. Like you dating or being in a relationship or being married to a man does not change the trajectory of your uh, uh, social stratification. It's very a new age way of thinking because historically that is exactly how it was. Yeah. Exactly it. Um, but I think that what's really interesting, what's mm-hmm. also interesting, is the juxtaposition of men as poverty eradication plans mm-hmm. to women being. Um, this fixer, right? Mm-hmm. Like you weren't raised right, and so I could fix you and like make you right. make you better. I think it's interesting that men are juxtaposed to this idea of finances, mm-hmm. and then like women juxtaposed to being responsible for somebody emotionally and mentally. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the whole versus. Okay, men are supposed to provide, and mm-hmm. women are supposed to nurture. To nurture, and yeah. So, nurture is not just. Your kids, I, I guess. I guess mm-hmm. is you nurturing your family. No, absolutely, I mean, absolutely. So, and and when you come together, like absolutely, like uh, the responsibility of the partner, um, in this case, the wife, it would be absolutely to do that. So okay, I, I want to go back to the the first part though, as far as women dating to go up. Do you also think that I mean, because it's always been a whole thing about women being underpaid. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay. I can have the same career as somebody. I can go to school, mm-hmm. bust my ass, and statistically, I still get paid less than him. Right. So, does it make sense that, you know what, alright, I, I am going to go a little bit above because I'm, I need to make up for the fact that society won't pay me for what my, my, my dues. So, yeah. I'm going to get it from him. Yes, yeah, but I, I also think that, again, that's very new age. Like, yeah. that's a very new age way of thinking like yes we've known that women don't make as much as men but this idea of like oh i'm missing out on something because i'm a female lawyer and this is a man lawyer and we don't make the same right mm-hmm. like that's still very like new relatively right, right, right. new yeah and so I, I think that because of that i think that this idea or this notion about men being poverty eradication plans mm-hmm. Is absolutely accurate absolutely they yeah. have been that they have always been that and that's like not a new Thing. But do you think a lot of men know this and they use it? No, I think that a, I think that most men know it and they don't use it. It's the reality of the power dynamic of being a male. Say that one more time. Sorry, I'm a little. Your sick. question was, do you think men know this and that they use it? And my thing is like they absolutely know it, and it's not a use in a certain way. It's the reality of the power dynamics of operating in a male, a patriarchal mm-hmm. dominated society. No, because uh, I, I was just thinking about, like, how a lot of people would do things knowing, like, how many times have you heard a nigga say, oh, you would never do better than me. You can't do better than me. Yeah, but I don't think that that is in the same lines of poverty eradication plans. Because the weakest, poorest, brokest motherfucker is always screaming to a woman, like, you'll never find nobody better than me. Right. I think that is a male-driven ego statement. Mm, okay. That that has nothing to do with the amount of money. Like, Okay. No, but oh, 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 like Pretty Woman. Let's think about the movie Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like he knew she didn't have nothing, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Maybe it, is, it ties into the ego. Like I don't think like women are abs- some women mm-hmm. are absolutely using men to get out of whatever situation they're in. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think that a lot of men are completely oblivious to that. Also, 
Right. And again, we live in a patriarchal society. So are men aware of their dominant position in society? Absolutely. But but are they aware that they're being used? Are they okay being used? Like I don't know if people feel like they're being used or if it's just the powers dynamics. Right? Like, am I being used because a woman wants to be with a man who's financially stable? Like, is that a do I feel used? You know, I don't or, know. I don't know. know. I don't know if people feel used, or if I think it's very different if somebody is like trying to black China you. Yeah. Okay. But I think those are two I, very different things. I think it's one thing to know. I think, like, I think Whitney Gilbert said this on Different World when she was talking mm-hmm. about Dwayne Wayne. And I guess the question was like, would you date somebody who was uh, broke? You know, it's something about it was like she had all these positive attributes, and it was like, but he's broke. Uh-huh. And she was like, any man who has all these uh, attributes would never be broke. Correct. And so, correct, correct. Yes. So I guess that's what I mean. Is like I think that maybe it's just a subset of if you have all these attributes that and I the do thing like. Was, yes, but the thing. Let me say this because I don't want to forget this. The thing was poor. Yes. It wasn't broke. It was poor. Because poor is a state of mind. Broke is temporary, right? And so the point I know some people who've been broke long, long time. The the <laughs> the, the the thing that Whit- that Whitley was getting at uh-huh. is though she came from money mm-hmm. and like uh, and early on you can see this through like the, the <laughs> her growth, yeah. right? That it is more about like I love this person mm-hmm. and what she was saying is a person that has all that Will never be, yeah. Like, you not gonna, you may be. Or not long, anyway. Thank you. Yeah. You may not have it right now, but you not gonna, if you got heart and hustle and passion and commitment and dedication and resilience and persistence and self-efficacy, you can't say all of that and then say, like, I'll never be able to pay a bill. Mm. Like, Touché. Touché. it won't, like, if you, if you truly have all these, if this is truly who you right. are, all the other stuff will work right. itself out. Right. Like, you for sure will work it, will, will work it out. Um, but this idea of, I want to come to the other side of it, right? To where women are not responsible for fixing badly raised men. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't think that men are, I don't think that all men are raised bad. Not at all. And I think that coming into a relationship where you believe that you are responsible for fixing somebody Mm -hmm. That within itself, to me, is like a little bit off. Right. And I don't think... Uh, I'm going to just like try to put on my... I'm speaking for all men. I don't think a lot of men go in wanting a woman to fix them. And well, probably going to get a lot of hate but mail. Also, if we're uh, being honest, there's very few men... Who admit that they need are, fixing. ...are very honest about the... Mm-hmm. Um, the the yeah. areas of opportunity yeah. for growth that they have. I agree. But I do think... That a lot of women, it goes back to potential also. Mm-hmm. That, oh, I see potential in him. I can change him. And I'm not talking about, oh, how he dresses and stuff like that. But I'm talking about, like, how he acts, how he treats me. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I show him that I, I, you know, I really, really love him, mm-hmm. he will reciprocate that back the same way. Yes. And I don't think that's always the case. And so then it goes back, oh, he doesn't know how to love. So I got to show him how to love so he'll give me the love that I want. And but I think, ooh, you nailed it. It's not that people, humans know how to love. Absolutely. Like, you have to decide if the person that you're with is loving you in the way that you want to, your love to be received. 
And I think that people are willing to try to fight to see what that looks yeah. like. Um, and then, but at the end of the day, then you got to just decide on like, he can't be, yeah. Like, you do have to make this decision. The ends are Am I willing to be loved differently in a way that this person is willing to love me? Mm-hmm. Or must I be loved in this certain way and this person cannot meet me there? So I need to go find the person right. to love me in the way that right. I need to be yeah. loved. Right. And I think that that also comes sure. with the opportunity for people to be reflective. Like you have to be honest. Yeah. With how, like what you're willing to. And it comes back to what I said when um, I talked about the Psychology Today article, the cover of Psychology Today for last month was um, the power of setting barriers. Like, you have to just be able to be super clear mm-hmm. about, like, what your barriers are and how freeing that is. Your tolerance. That's what we call risk threshold. Right. It's just, this is much I'm willing to accept. That's it. Yeah. So, it's like, here, here, here. Here is ideal. Mm-hmm. This is the buffer, which I'm willing to accept. And at this point, it's a no. It's a no. Mm-hmm. We try. But I love this. I love this. Men as poverty eradication plans. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably more common than the latter, though. I think, honestly. What? Like, I think that one is intentional and one is just, it happens. Like, I think that, like you said, people legitimately seek Maybe somebody's a reflector of the lifestyle they want to live. They have the potential of providing a lifestyle that they want to live. It's easier. I mean, you know, what's the, what's the saying that like the the leadest path, to the, what, lead, or the shortest, the fastest path to uh, resistance? I don't know. Help me, help me. The fastest path to resistance. Yeah, like the, I don't know. <laughs> I'm grabbing a brain fart. Um, resistance. You know, like. The least path of resistance, uh-huh, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's what happens a lot of times. That, it's that's like, the easiest. It's the easiest way, mm-hmm. and so I think I think that's more natural for people. Anyway, it's just instinctively like, let's go the the easiest way. Yes, but also in the fastest way. I should all say all of the research shows that people date within their within their social economic bracket, and that's also because those people. You're around those people. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, how often people that live in the ghetto are around people who grew up in the ghetto, who grew up in the project. So they marry and have kids by other project ass motherfuckers, and they grow up around kids in the ghetto. Like it's a cycle because that's who you're around. Rich people are around rich people. They right, hang out around right, rich people. Right, right, so they right, right, marry right. and date and have kids with other rich people who then do the same thing. Okay, okay. I mean, that is yeah. why the class system works because people in certain classes, people in particular classes, you hang out with those people. Right, because that's what you're exposed to. That's exactly, right. and, and that's what you, makes a story like you. Aladdin so, like, oh my gosh. Because, Riff Raff, <laughs> I don't get that. Right. Right? Yeah. It's like, that's what yeah. makes it like, oh my gosh. But the reality is, most fairy tales mm-hmm. are princes meeting a prince. Mm. That's the fairy tale. Yeah. That's the fairy mm. tale. Mm. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. Back like you ain't never left. Back like we ain't never left. Yes. So, don't be in a poverty eradication plan. Uh, I hope not. 
I don't think so. Shit, I ain't like, had shit. I ain't had shit when I got uh hmm. shoot. Hmm. I was just I was just a ball of potential. A ball, huh? <laughs> a ball of potential. And she's seen it in you. Mm-hmm. I love it. Hey. I love it. And you saw it in her too. Absolutely. You saw the best in me. Huh. Huh. When everyone all around me could only see the worst in me. See, when she was sitting there not talking and saying nothing, and everybody else thought that she was a bougie bitch, you saw the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, quiet ass. Oh, quiet. Oh, mm-hmm. stuck up ass. See, you didn't see it as that. Mm-hmm. You saw something different. Oh, 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 oh. I love it. Wait, what happened? Mm-mm. Also. Oh, no, I was just going to talk about Denver. I'm just like, I know. I was talking about Denver. So we're super excited because we are celebrating um some birthdays coming up. Somebody has a birthday. Somebody has a birthday. Somebody has a birthday. Somebody had a birthday. Our executive producer's birthday. Uh, a birthday. Our executive producer's birthday. So make sure y'all come out and so and, and hang out with us. Um we are going to be at, where are we going to be at? Crimson. At Crimson. Come check us out at Crimson. We're celebrating our executive producer's birthday. And if anybody can make it to Denver, we will see you there. Hey. Salavi. Arigato. Thanks for shooting with Chuck and Red. We really appreciate you. Thanks for showing us so much love. You can follow us on all our social media at Shoot the Messengers. That's with two zeros. S-H double zeros. The Messengers. Instagram, podcast, where else can I follow us at? Instagram, Facebook, it's coming soon. Facebook is coming soon. Twitter. Because we're trash. Twitter. And don't forget to tell a friend and tell a friend to listen in. Was the money good? Was the bitches bad? Was they fucking good? Did your hood show you love? Did the hoes say you fly? If your friends say you loyal, throw your